Well-behaved women rarely make history. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription Podcast with Dr. Kieran. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are going to dive in with my friend and colleague, Dr. Tabitha Barber, a fellow OBGYN who really is going to spell out the truth about your hormones. And really, it's the scary truth that you're not getting from your OBGYN. She's going to tell you some things that are going to shock you. And she's going to tell you some things that are going to scare you. What I love about Dr. Tabitha is her complete and utter honesty and transparency. I don't think she could tell a lie if she wanted to. She tells it like it is. And in this day and age, that is super refreshing. How many of you are tired of people giving glib answers and brushing over the truth and trying not to offend people? I know I am. I just want to give it to me raw, give it to me real, give it to me truthfully and let me deal with it and decide what I want to do with the information. And those of you who know me know that's how I am. And that's what I deliver to you each week. And Dr. Tabitha is no exception. So she's going to break it down for you. Get ready. I do want to invite you, if you haven't, subscribed to the podcast, rated, reviewed on Apple Podcasts or where you find this podcast, please do so now. That's right. Hit pause and go and do it. There are tens of thousands of you who download this podcast each week. And we don't got that many ratings and reviews to correspond to that. And what that means is that women searching for this information can't find us. That's right. They're laying, Carol's laying across her bed right now crying because she has no answers because her OBGYN is clueless and she hasn't found this podcast. And if you think I'm joking, (laughs) think again, because women reach out to me every day when they find this podcast and say, oh my God, I wish I had found you 10 years earlier. I wonder where my health could have been if I had seen, heard you 10 years earlier. So you're depriving other women of this information when you don't share, rate, review, share, whatever. So we are trying to reach a million women in 2022, and that can only happen with you. The podcast is my gift to you. I'd like you to gift it forward to other women in your life and women you don't even know and probably never will know. Together we succeed or together we fail. It's up to you. All right. That's enough for my PSA. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dr. Tabitha Barber, and then we'll get started. So Dr. Tabitha Barber has devoted her life to giving women a voice and a choice when it comes to their health and healing. 
As an OBGYN, she struggled with the lack of true healing and assistance that this toolbox offered the women she served. Now triple board certified in obstetrics and gynecology, menopause and functional medicine, Dr. Barber shares her wisdom and knowledge with women everywhere to reclaim their health in her practice and through her podcast, The Gutsy Gynecologist Show. Welcome, Dr. Tabitha Barber. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Kieran. I'm excited. I know. I'm super excited to have you. Everybody loved your segments in the Stop the Menopause Madness Summit. I love hanging out with you because we have such a shared experience of both being OBGYNs and really be becoming disillusioned with what OBGYN has to offer women, or I should say doesn't offer them. <laughs> and we've had some very candid conversations about that that might shock a lot of women. <laughs> and so I'm super glad to have you here today to really shed some light on what the scary truth really is about your hormones that your OBGYN doesn't want you to know. So welcome. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Let me just tell you real quickly, like I went to medical school with a mission. You know, I had been a high school dropout and I knew like I wanted to change women's health and give women a voice and a choice. And I got stuck in that broken system. It broke me and I was in survival mode and I forgot why I was doing what I was doing. And same as you, you know, we finally woke up to the truth and it's like, now we have to share this with every woman because it's so important to realize like you're never going to get well and have an amazing life if you keep going to your conventional gynecologist that is a quotable statement right there and i think probably a lot of women watching have just fallen off their chair yeah, yeah. Um, or kind of done a double take like what you mean mm -hmm. the person i trust to deliver my babies and do my pap smears and tell me what to do for my health so mm -hmm. i think we need to take everyone through the journey that we kind of went through because we both went into OBGYN. Well, I don't want to speak for you. Tell everyone why you went into OBGYN. What were those sentinel moments that really told you of all the specialties you could pick? This is the one for me. So I became pregnant in 11th grade and I had a very traumatic pregnancy and delivery. I was on Medicaid and food stamps because my parents couldn't support me. A doctor was assigned to me. He didn't want anything to do with me. You know, he was like halfway into retirement. He was this old family practice doctor. Nothing was explained to me. Things were just done to me. And, you know, I had a fourth degree laceration during my four hour pushing of, del of delivering my daughter. So I had to push on my vagina to have a bowel movement after I had a baby at 17 years old. How traumatic is that? But I had all these traumatic experiences and I ended up developing Hashimoto's. I had this horrible thyroiditis where I was like sweating profusely and losing weight. My heart was racing and I couldn't sleep. And so apparently they did this radioactive iodine treatment on me. I didn't understand any of it at the time and they wiped out my thyroid chemically. So then I had to be on Synthroid because they killed off my thyroid instead of figuring out why I was like in this thyroid storm. So, you know, I just vowed to myself, like, 
women need a voice when it comes to their health care. And that's why I went to medical school. And then I, you know, chose obstetrics and gynecology because I felt like that's where I would have the most impact. But what I don't think women realize is that OBGYN is a surgical residency. And that was part of why I loved it as well. I loved being a surgeon. We learn how to take out your body parts and how to sew you up after delivery and how to do procedures in the office. We don't sit and study the intricacies of your endocrine system and how hormones work and all of the science behind that. It's very much a hands-on surgical, like do or die specialty. And so women go to gynecologists because who else are you gonna go to? That's the closest thing for women's health but they really don't know anything about women's health. I hate to say it. And it took me a long time to accept that fact, but you know, now that we know better, we do better, right? I mean, that's all you can do. And so I think women would be surprised to hear that, but not so surprised because they hear, you know, oh, we can't check your hormones. Oh, we don't know how to do that. Oh, your cycle's too irregular, you know? So they, that is their way of saying, we have no idea. Like, let us just cut out your uterus like we were trained to do. That's how, that's the truth. I mean, I'm laughing because, and it's not funny. It's really sad, but you're right. And and I think that, you know, we are socialized as women from, as, from us being small children, we're socialized that the doctors are the authority on our body. Yes. And when we have a problem or if we want to prevent a problem, we go to the doctor, the doctor's the authority. And then when we become women, it becomes the gynecologist and we go there for everything. But literally, it is the hardware store. And I, as you were talking about that, you know, it's so true that it is a surgical residency. And I don't think people, most people get that. And I guess I, I was thinking, how can we help women to understand this? Think about, you know, how much like, I don't know about somebody listening, but I love a good recipe because I like the technical aspect of creating something with my hands. That's why we love new recipes. It's the same thing in medicine. So the surgical specialties, you're doing something, you're taking action, you're doing recipes, you're using your body mechanically. Think how satisfying it is to play a video game or apply makeup in just the right way, right? It's it's very satisfying. And so there is that satisfaction. You, you become technically competent, but there is much less on the side of really understanding. And what you said is so true, Tab. What they're really saying is, it's like the peanuts where that teacher cartoon character would always be like, wah, 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 right? Never made articulate words. And I think that was to represent the fact that the teacher doesn't understand the kids and doesn't speak the language of the kids. And that is what your gynecologist is saying to you. Wah, 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 wah. I don't speak hormone. I don't know. I don't understand. I wasn't taught in this. And you're gaslit to make you think that there's something wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. I remember my training, quote unquote, for hormones was learning the different synthetic, the different synthetic hormones that I could use in menopausal women. And it, I mean, it was like a one hour lecture of 
Here are your options for women. This is when you should start it. You don't need progesterone unless they have the uterus. I mean, it was so basic and nobody questioned it because really what you're going to do is you're going to burn their uterus or you're going to take it out and be done with it and tell them like, sorry, but we're done with you and send them back to their primary care doctor. Like literally that's how we're trained. It is. And this is why hysterectomy is, um, I can't, I don't know if right now it's number one surgery performed on women or number two. Yeah. And the other one is the gallbladder, right? Like that precedes the hysterectomy and multiple women, because you are on this path of hormone imbalance, of gut imbalance, and your gallbladder dysfunction is like one of the first screaming cry out signs of your body saying, please pay attention to me. Please do something different. Please change your diet. And what do we do? We take that organ out, you know? Anytime the organ is offensive, like we just remove it. The appendix does the same thing. When you got the wrong bacteria in the gut, the appendix gets mad, we remove it. And so it's very much just this Band-Aid, like blanket approach. And it really does women a huge disservice because you're sending them down the path of creating new symptoms and new problems. Right. And so um, if I want to, I just want to summarize what you're saying. It sounds like one of the problems, the scary truth is that you're probably going to be, basically your gynecologist is looking at, are you a candidate for hysterectomy and when? That's what they're looking at. And so that's kind of scary. <laughs> what about when it comes to menopause? You mentioned that and I had equally lack, was equally lacking in the training. So many women, right? So 50 million women in menopause right now, 2 million of us go into menopause each year. We are in a state of hormonal deprivation in menopause. What are the consequences of that hormonal deprivation that are gonna cause us to decrease our lifespan and our vitality? What what are the results that nobody's talking about? Oh my gosh, this is so important. And we really need to delve into why hormones are so important important and Mm -hmm. what not having them does to your body. I do want to just share one little other piece that I have seen a hundred times over in my practice that I think is going to really hit home for women. When you are ignoring hormone imbalance, it looks like this. You are on birth controls to manage your heavy periods. Then you get on the IUD because those are causing side effects. Then your breakthrough bleeding on the IUD. So you get an ablation where you burn the lining and then the that starts to grow back. And you either have a hysterectomy or you go into menopause. And a few years later, you get diagnosed with breast cancer. Seen it hundreds of times. This scenario just plays out for women over and over. Your body was trying to tell you that you were hormonally imbalanced. You had estrogen dominance and you kept masking the symptoms instead of dealing with the problem. And that resulted in breast cancer. And so I really want women to take away from this today, like listen to your body. It's trying to tell you something. When gynecologists keep offering Band-Aid solutions, they're covering up that message and you're not hearing it. And so we really need to stop having this knee-jerk reaction of like, give it an IUD, burn it, remove it. Like, let's do something about it. But on the flip side, 
I don't want women to be afraid of hormones. It's the balance of hormones that's important. Estrogen is beautiful and necessary and keeps us young. That's why Kieran looks so gorgeous <laughs> because you have the right level of estrogen. Estrogen needs to be kept in check by progesterone. So, you know, one of my favorite things that hormones do is they regulate your immune system. So it's really cool when women get pregnant, their estradiol level goes down because you're carrying a half of a foreign human in you that you're growing and you don't want your immune system to attack it because you'll miscarry. So when your estradiol down regulates, your immune system gets suppressed. And that same thing happens when you go into menopause. And so we see all of a sudden women develop autoimmune conditions, they get sicker, they, they're more likely to have you know, comorbidities and issues related to getting sick because they don't have that hormone protection anymore. So if you think it's just about like growing that lining and having a period every month, it's so far from the truth. You know, we could go on all day about your brain, your bones, your skin, your heart. It goes on and on. Oh my gosh, you said that so beautifully. Yeah, yeah, I say it's a shame that they're called sex hormones because their sex department is such a little part of their function. But, you know, all the cells in your body have receptors. Let's talk about, so there's such fear about hormones. The ACOG, American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists recommendation for hormone replacement therapy is for symptom management for the shortest period of time and the least amount of dose. And they only recognize two symptoms of menopause. Yes. And so. they neglect all the other benefits of hormones. Can you just detail those briefly? So you mentioned some of them, but talk a little bit more about, because I don't think women get what they're signing up for when they don't have hormone replacement therapy. I feel like I have a really unique perspective on this because I came out of residency right when the WHI came out. Like we're studying it in residency and every, you know the media just went crazy. The fear that was just put into all of the doctors. And so like it was standard for women to be on hormone replacement therapy for heart protection and brain protection prior to this study coming out. And the study comes out and it says, oh my gosh, it increases your risk of stroke and blood clots and breast cancer if you're on the combination. And everybody got taken off abruptly and a lot of women's lives got destroyed. And then we went and we looked at how the study was created and performed and what the outcomes really said. It was not at all what the media was portraying and what ACOG and NAMS were recommending. And I will tell you this, I've studied the crap out of it. I'm certified by NAMS, you know, I'm a menopause specialist. I've been board certified through ACOG and all of that stuff. But that doesn't mean I necessarily agree with their statements because what they're doing is they're trying to cover their ass. Let's just be truthful, right? Let's try to make a blanket statement that works for most people. And it's very heavily driven on pharmaceuticals. So the pharmaceutical industry, the drug industry, backs all those societies. They fund them. They're at all of the conferences. And so they don't, 
really talk about bioidenticals and compounded hormones and natural generic medications that don't make any money. It's very much like these are the branded drugs that women can take and should take. And so it's very complicated, it's very political, but I want women to understand what that study really said was that if you start hormones more than seven to 10 years after menopause, you probably have an increased risk of blood clot and stroke because you already have started to develop heart disease and liver disease, et cetera. Those were synthetic estrogens and synthetic progestins. That is completely different than what your body makes and your body responds differently. Yes, synthetic conjugated equine estrogen from horse urine increases your risk of blood clot and stroke, especially if taken orally because it has to go through your liver to get processed. If you do a bioidentical estradiol, your body is not processing it the same way. And if you take a patch, it's bypassing the liver. So, you know, we take this one result and we just put it on everything else and that does women a disservice. Synthetic progestins are a huge issue. That's what's in birth control pills. That's what's in IUDs. And that's what's in Prempro and other hormone replacement pills. That stuff is toxic. And, you know, it's going to come out someday that that's one of the main drivers of breast cancer. That's what came out in the WHI is synthetic progestins increase your risk of breast cancer. All the hype got put on estrogen and it was incorrect and unnecessary. So if you use micronized bioidentical progesterone, you know, or made from yams, topical over the counter, that doesn't react in your body the same way. That is not feeding breast tissue in the same way. It's keeping your estrogen in check. So women need to know that there are very safe options. Millions of women are on these and have been for decades. But that research will not be done. It will not come out by the main societies because nobody's making buco bucks off of it. I'm sad to say. Thank you for your honesty and your transparency. That is why I love you because <laughs> you tell it like it is and women need to know. And that, you know, I remember that conversation we had where we just said, you know, OBGYNs are hurting women. And it's sad to admit, I have a lot of good friends who are OBGYNs, yeah. but they just don't know what they don't know. And they're just following the protocols and they're so in it, they can't see it. And, you know, I thank God that we got out of it. I know for me, it was not an easy thing because I had my own health challenges and I had to say, well, what, WTF? <laughs> what is wrong? Like, I'm supposed to know everything there is to know about women's health, but clearly I'm not healthy. And then I discovered this truth. So thank you for detailing that. I'm kind of speechless and I'm thinking, what would people listening want to know? They're probably kind of sitting there with their jaw hanging open right now. What um, I want to say, Karen, is that there's hope. Like what I've noticed is ACOG and NAMS, they have been updating their statements on hormone therapy every year or so for the past five years. And uptodate.com is a place where a lot of physicians reference their, you know, how they practice medicine. That's kind of where their standard of care is. And I was up on uptodate just a couple of weeks ago and I read a paragraph that got me so excited. It said, micronized progesterone may actually be safe and 
a reasonable alternative to Provera. And I thought, we are making headway. <laughs> this is happening. You know, we, we you can't give up hope. But it takes people like us and patients asking their doctor and demanding that they look into the research and they ask for different options and solutions. Right. That is good news. It's kind of amazing, though, that you know, the body is made the way it's made because it actually functions really well. <laughs> so you think that the first inclination would be, well, we naturally have progesterone to balance out. And like I like how you say, keep your our estrogen in check. Maybe that's the healthy thing to do. So what else do you think is important that women should know about their hormones that they're not getting at their OBGYNs? Well, I think progesterone is super important. And, you know, you and I were both trained that you only give progesterone if someone's on estrogen and they have a uterus because it protects that lining. So estrogen is a growth hormone. It makes the lining of your uterus grow. It makes your boobs grow. It makes your hips grow because it's going to carry a baby, right? Progesterone is kind of like the lawnmower that keeps the grass from overgrowing. It keeps it in check. So it keeps that lining plush, but not too overgrown from too much estrogen. But we have progesterone receptors all over our body, not just our uterus. So progesterone is needed for more than just uterine protection. So if you've had a hysterectomy and you're on estrogen, oh my goodness, get on progesterone. Because progesterone is like our natural anti-anxiety hormone. It's calming. It helps us sleep. I know for me, I see patients all the time who like they hit the 45, 47 mark and they're waking up in the middle of the night. They're anxious, their heart's racing, they're sweating. Some of it may be blood sugar issues, but some of it's also loss of progesterone. And so progesterone helps like so much. That really gave me my sleep back and my sanity back for sure. Oh my gosh, that's my story too. When I finally, you know, as OBGYN, we tell our clients, no, we don't test women's hormones. There's no standard of care for that, right? When I finally discovered the truth and did it, I had no progesterone. And when I started using progesterone, oh my gosh, what didn't change is, you know, everything, sleep, clarity, mood, energy, just everything. Progesterone is so important. So yeah, I think that's super important. So just for everybody listening, I think we've given them a good idea about what they're going to get at their OBGYNs. And, you know, I don't think that our point is that you don't need your OBGYN. You still need your pap smear and your mammograms and things like that. But how do women get access to doctors like us? I mean, I know they go to the hormone club where you're helping us also as one of our physicians and they can get prescriptions, but how do they navigate this for themselves? How do they really learn the truth when now they know that they're not getting the truth at their OBGYNs? Yeah, I think it starts with things like listening to this podcast, right? Like you just need to find the information. You need to do your own research. You need to talk to each other and share each other's stories because that is actually where I started to learn as a physician is I listened to my patients. They would come in and they would say, do you think I have adrenal fatigue? Do I need progesterone? Like they would say these things that would trigger my curiosity and I love to learn. So I was all about like, what the heck are they talking about? You know, you're going to get a lot of physicians who 
think they know it all and you know and that's how they want to be and so there's not really any point in talking to them if they're like that but if you have an open-minded physician please bring it up if you're comfortable because that is the only way the system is going to change is if you spark their curiosity and for them to go and like do the research and find the world of health and wellness as opposed to conventional gynecology which is very much focused on disease you know it's like if you don't have a, a diagnosis we can't help you so for women like keep doing the research get on instagram get on these social media <laughs> platforms because physicians like dr kieran and i that's where we are we're trying to like educate and get the word out but there's you know bioidentical hormone clubs there's all kinds of places that you can go and realize just realize like it's okay to question your doctor just because they're wearing the white coat doesn't mean they know everything i promise you i love that and you know i love this quote you shared with me you get in life what you have the courage to ask for and that's really exemplified in what you're saying is ask questions share information and then you'll know if you have an open-minded physician or not if they list really listen to you and they go investigate further and come back to you that's someone you can work with but if they don't seem to be open-minded and receptive then you might need to find someone who's more open-minded and receptive and i know a great place to start is going to be the free gift that you have for everyone which i'm going to tell them about in a second but i want to make sure to to highlight your podcast, The Gutsy Gynecologist Show. And I know that some women are going like, what does she mean, gutsy gynecologist? Can you help <laughs> them understand what that means? Yes. So it's kind of a double entendre because I'm being gutsy, going against conventional gynecology and putting the truth out there. You know, I'm not trying to hurt my colleagues. I love them to death. But the truth does need to get out there. The medical system is broken. We do need to shift it. And what I've come to find over the past few years of really doing functional medicine full time, like I don't do surgery anymore. I don't deliver babies. I only do functional medicine to heal women. It almost always starts in the gut. We have to heal your gut and get your gut functioning and everything related to your gut, your liver, your gallbladder, all of that needs to be functioning well to metabolize your hormones, to absorb the ingredients to make your hormones, to excrete your hormones. Like it's all connected. And I don't think that gut gyne connection is you know, really well known yet. And so I want women to realize like, oh, that IBS that you were diagnosed with 20 years ago or that chronic constipation that you've been suffering through, that's directly affecting your hormones. Yes, so true. And thank you for highlighting that. I hope everybody listening will go check out Dr. Tabitha's podcast, The Gutsy Gynecologist, available on Apple Podcasts and wherever podcasts are offered. And I'm going to invite everyone to go subscribe, rate, and review Dr. Tabitha's podcast, as well as this podcast. Hopefully you are really livid right now about the state of women's health and what's happening and what you haven't been told. And change only comes with 
action. And the more women that know about this information, that know about Dr. Tabitha, that know about me, the more that can get this information and wake up and wake our medical system up so that other women don't have to suffer. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Amen. (laughs) So Dr. Tabitha has a gift for you, Gutsy Gynecologist Guide to Balancing Your Hormones. We will have a link in the show notes so you don't need to worry about writing it down, but tell them a little bit about that, Dr. Tabitha. Yeah, so it goes through the five systems of your body that really affect your hormone balance and the gut is the first one. And so I just give you some really easy, actionable tips that you can start doing today, like to make a shift and see a change in your hormones. And it's amazing what just dialing in like healthy eating and supporting liver detox and that type of stuff will do. It's pretty awesome. So check it out. Give it a try for a couple of weeks. You'll be surprised like, hmm, my period's lighter or hmm, I have less hot flashes and I'm not having night sweats, like so many good things. Awesome. Thank you so much for that resource, Dr. Tabitha. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. Thank you for your absolute transparency and honesty and authenticity. I so appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too. We got to keep forging ahead. We will keep doing it. And thank you all for joining us. Definitely go check out Dr. Tabitha's podcast and download her free guide. Thank you so much for joining me. And I will talk to you next week. Until then, peace, love, and hormones, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you'd give me a review and subscribe. It really does help this podcast out so much. You can visit thehormoneprescription.com where we have some free gifts for you. And you can sign up to have a hormone evaluation with me on the podcast to gain clarity into your personal situation. Until next time, remember, take small steps each day to balance your hormones and watch the wonderful changes in your health that begin to unfold for you. Talk to you soon.